Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Linda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. We are really going to explore the mystical side of life today. I have renowned psychic Anthony Teresi here, and we are talking dimensions. Welcome, Anthony. Wonderful. Happy to be here. So, Anthony, let's start this conversation off, first of all, for any of the listeners that might not understand what a dimension is. I think we all know this is the third dimension, but there are many other planes of existence. Dimensions are vibrational frequencies that exist in an inner penetration. They exist uh, in similar ways, for example, as notes on a keyboard, high notes, low notes, uh, uh, different ranges. We don't really know how many dimensions there are. In my experience, I've written about the five most frequented areas that I've had experienced, and I, I hope to find more because I know that they're there. They are places like our own with natural beings of their own, existence that is unique unto themselves. As a result of many experiences I've had, some of which are just beyond the actual word. I'm curious about these dimensions. Are they in the same space that we're in, but just a different frequency? And what I mean by that would be like different layers. If you could think of a pastry that has different layers, is that what a dimension is like? So that really we could step out of this 3D dimension and into a fifth dimension, a fourth dimension? It's not so much layers. Best way to express this is if you had two powerful flashlights and you cross the beams, they would obviously intersect. They would both be present in that moment and they would both retain their individuality, but the lower beam would not necessarily, probably not at all, if you were standing there, able to see or even comprehend the higher energy because it's operating at a higher frequency, a vibrational frequency. Everything uh, dimensionally is built and resonates on the reality of vibrational frequency. If you were to try to put the three-dimensional into that category, you would find, I believe, that the end point of the third dimension is the speed of light. And when we approach black holes, for example, in our universe, light disappears. It's my contention, as many, that black holes are portals to the next level of frequency. And we can't see them because we're not physically able to see them as far as our eyes are concerned, but we are able to comprehend them with an elevated consciousness. And uh, just like our dimension, there are many, many manifestations at each level. But it's more about the simultaneous evolution of the person so that they can expand a greater level of consciousness, perceive a greater reality of which it is endless, quite frankly. And in doing so, they can then experience the visual aspect of that. Now, we're taught that 
the highest level of consciousness that we can reach is samadhi or uh, nirvana. And that seems to always indicate this sort of quiet space that we're all alone and, you know, where consciousness expands. And that's true, I'm sure. Uh, but it's been my experience that you can go from that point onward. You can expand utilizing that expanded state of consciousness to experience even greater realities. And that's what my book is written about. So you mentioned black holes as being a portal to someplace else. I kind of think we have some portals inside our own energy system that can also bring us awareness of these other dimensions. Have you had any experiences like that? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, consciousness itself is a wormhole, I suppose, in that, you know, it's almost, uh, it's not almost, it's actually completely universal. And wherever you can focus, wherever you can raise your personal energy and awareness to, you have a vehicle there automatically. You materialize in that dimension. It may not be your physical body, but your consciousness materializes at that point. Uh, and that's what happens along our journey. So much so that you are able to perceive these realities if you're open to them. The difficulty is, and I've had a very blessed life in this regard, but the difficulty is for most is they just simply don't believe that it's possible. And if you don't believe it's possible, it's not going to happen. But I would invite you first to work on your point of perspective. Uh, most of us don't even realize that we tend to place our identity out there in the world. We are doing this, we're going here, we're going there. And we don't really realize what is doing that, who is doing that. And I would ask the question, now, who is it that is looking at your life? Who are you from that standpoint? And these are existential questions that have been asked for thousands of years. First, we have the necessary step of transformation. We have to come to the point to where we unify our energies so that we are able to accept these realities and be able to function within them. If you reject them or are fearful, of going beyond your limitations, which many people are, then of course you're stuck in whatever zone you're in. Fear definitely holds us back. That's for sure. Anthony, would you share one of your experiences with us? I think of the very first one that kind of made you realize that there's so much more to life, to reality. Well, actually I've had so many. Um, but the signature event that occurred to me was many years ago with my brother. Uh, my brother was a solo pilot, and he was flying to South America. And we hadn't heard from him for months, uh, not months, but a month, uh, which was very unusual. And I decided that I just had to go down there to see what was going on. There was no communication. The plane never landed. We never heard anything. So... I went down after two, almost three weeks of hiring guides and going to villages and speaking to everyone who was anywhere within a 50-mile radius of this area, I had exhausted 
every road, every village, every possible source of information regarding anything. Any, any, no one heard anything, or if they did, they tried, they tried to make things up and uh, get a few pesos from us. At the end of that, I was sitting in my hotel room, extremely frustrated. I didn't know what I was going to tell my family. I had to go back the very next day. I was overwhelmed well, with grief, and uh, I didn't really know what more to do. In that moment, tears began streaming down my face. Uh, it was a very emotional moment. I had, in that moment, accepted that my brother was gone. Without realizing it, I felt this light come into the room, and I felt this presence open, and it was just as if a portal or a, a light stream that was like so beautiful appeared before me, not in my room, but at a, on a greater level of consciousness, uh, almost as if a canopy had opened up. And there was my brother. And uh, he was really glorious in terms of the light around him and uh, his light body was beaming and he told me that his plane had gone down and that it would most likely never be found and that he had taken this moment to come and say goodbye, to tell everyone that he loved them, but he had to leave. This was an experience in which the dimensional veil was parted. I don't know what dimension he was in at that particular point because I had no frame of reference. I just knew that it was one of the most, if not the most, exhilarating moments it's been said that when you're laughing and crying at the same time, that's the height of human emotion. And that sure was happening with me and changed my life entirely. I saw that the reality of death did not exist. And when you have that as an experience, you live your life differently. It isn't like you're looking at some shelf life that you know that you have to contend with. So that was my first true experience with actually being in the presence of the veil parting and looking beyond was so magnificent and so beautiful that it gave me courage and inspiration to begin pursuing this on my own. And that was the start of my journey. I can imagine that you spent a long time exploring. I had always, even up to that point, I had studied yoga, all the limbs of yoga, by the way, not just Hatha yoga, uh, the meditation techniques. I had always been interested in metaphysics and spiritual realities. So I had a lifetime of study in that regard as well, plus music that led into then vibrational healing techniques. And all of these different trains or avenues of thought and experience at one particular point, they became one. And in mastering music, I found that I was able to see more clearly the metaphysical realities I was experiencing, become more sensitive to the individuals that I was working with in terms of a healing capacity. And knowledge of certain teachings that had eluded me became crystal clear at that particular point. I had this feeling of all of my endeavors melding into one unity. And from that, I was really able to um, 
explore even more fully the dimensions we're talking about. Could you describe to us the five dimensions that you've explored? Before we can do anything, we have to put ourselves in a position to transform. Transformation is listed as my first dimensional reality. And in that reality, I cover the experiences I had in terms of dealing with coming to terms with our personal past and our personal future. We exist simultaneously. The past is receding, the future is coming in. And in transformational consciousness, if you follow uh, your energy back to its source, you will realize that you are a source of love. And once you realize that, it's so exhilarating and so overwhelming that you can't just keep it in yourself. You feel compelled to share it with everyone. The next stage of development is transcendent reality. This is a reality that almost defies words. One of the experiences, not the only one, but one of the experiences I had was I continually would find myself visiting this advanced civilization. They lived in a city that uh, was translucent, did not have mass like we have in our dimension, but yet nonetheless was beautiful. But the most important thing that I found at that level, that highly evolutionary level, was the fact that they lived in unity and they lived for the betterment of everyone. From the highest to the least, they were dedicated to growing their civilization and growing uh, their spirituality. And they had masters who were the leaders. They had those that were the followers. Everyone was free to pursue whatever desire they had, and they created literally their own reality constantly. And we go into the next level, which is the dimension of cosmic consciousness. We take a breath, we pause, and we go within. The ascension process and the expansion of consciousness is not only one that continues onward and onward and onward. We can only go as far forward as we can go deep to experience that, that uh, polarity, if you will. And we go into the act of clearing out our false perceptions, putting us in a position to realize who we really are, connecting with our inner light. Going from there, then we expand out into the consciousness of the universe the, and then the universe of universes. We come back again and go deeper within ourselves. There is a, a, a mighty angel that comes uh, to us in the journey to help us on, understand where we are and where we're going. There is what I refer to as the daughter of love, rayed out from the heart of the universal mother. She tells us on our journey that we are making an error, that we are making a mistake. We are trying to understand and comprehend the universe, and such a thing can never be. Uh, and she tells us that our journey, even if we should go on for eternity, and there are eternal beings, and even if they should go on for an eternity, forever, they will never come to the end of the universe. She tells us that our best course of action is to seek universal love that comes from source. 
The next experience is the fourth, and that's divine. An experience that I had that was a major revelation as far as how consciousness works that explains the experience I had when I got to a certain height in terms of my conscious travels, and I was not able to maintain that height. And what had happened was I opened my eyes during one of my meditations for an instant. I was at a higher level of consciousness, my perception was, and then all of a sudden my eyes showed me the three dimension. And of course, these two things were incongruent. So I was not able to sustain I was pulled back into my body. And at that particular point, I felt that I had lost everything. When we have these inner journeys, these inner experiences, there is a part of our consciousness that is traveling out there. And we do get pulled back here to this third dimension. Again, one of the major epiphanies I realized was that when it comes to our consciousness, we tend on an everyday basis to consider the mental process that we go through as our consciousness and nothing could be farther from the truth when you utilize your intuitive abilities you can bypass the mental process and you can connect with consciousness directly and when that happens even though you're always going to be in your body your point of consciousness can rise as high as you want it to and as high as your own vibration will allow, we answer very profound questions. The questions that people ask throughout their entire life that I've been asked hundreds of times. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? We can put ourselves in a position to understand that we have a greater purpose or we can reject those. And if we do, then basically our life does not have the potential meaning for us that it could. The fifth is called unity, uh, during which we see the species emerge through what I like to refer to, and what is a natural term, is the law of emergence. The law of emergence deals more with an, uh, an acorn has the entire plant of an oak tree within it, and it, we plant it, that oak tree will grow and grow and grow. And how is it that that happens? Uh, how is it that this little seed has this incredible plant uh, already pre-programmed? And we find that we as a human species are of the same. Uh, we have been designed and we can grow. Transformation, especially vibrational transformation, is instant. It's as if you put your fingers down on the keys of, of a piano you're going to hit one chord, and that's going to be the chord that you play, right? If you move your hands over, immediately there are new notes, new vibrations, new frequencies occurring. We don't have to wait for the old one to die. So all of these dimensions, they all function on a vibrational frequency that is unique unto them. But you can't think your way into these things. You have to literally love your way into them. And if you do both, then that's the key. Great advice. And just for clarity's sake, Anthony, you've written your book as a story, but each of these five dimensions were actual experiences that you had on the inner plane. Is that correct? I've had tremendous 
uplifting experiences. I've had visitations with celestial presence, angelic presence, and spiritual presence, but I don't know that words can ever truly convey. It's the exhilaration of that experience that is so uplifting and overwhelming that it's almost like you know, it, when it ultimately does subside, as it will, because that's kind of how life is, you look at it as a loss of one of the best things that ever happened to you, and you can't wait to have that again. I agree. I've had several experiences myself, and there are no words, and no one would really understand until they have a similar experience. But there is that sense of loss, even though it is still there. It's your connection to it that dissipates. I have one more question for you, Anthony. Is there any concern about accessing lower dimensions? In a world where everything is vibrational frequency, there are many dimensions. I'm continually and forever looking for those higher states, those higher experiences. And I say higher, but I don't mean that spatially, because when you come to realize the interpenetration of these frequencies that are dimensions, you realize that there really isn't any place to go. It's all happening right here in this moment. And it really is only limited by your or my, our desire to open up to these possibilities and what we deem even possible. For example, to plug my book, (laughs) if you read my book and you start from the beginning and you put your judgments aside, and you put your concepts of what is possible and what is impossible aside and understand that these are not fairy tales, that these are actual stories of events that have occurred. I promise you, if you do that, by the end of the book, you will achieve a greater sense of enlightenment and a greater sense of your own individual self as it relates from the inside out, not the other way around. Learn to live your life from the inside out. When you look at your life, who is looking? That's the point of view that, you're, that you want to achieve. All right, Anthony, how can people connect with you? Well, my name.com has all of my information. I have a copy of my book here. On my website are all the services that I have. Uh, also, there's a button for Ripping Wave. Thank you for sharing your experiences with us today. My pleasure. And thank you for listening to this week's edition of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. Remember to give us some love, write a comment, share with a friend. Come and visit me at thoughtchange.com. Check out my program, Alchemy from the Inside Out. I love that Anthony mentioned that because I too believe that there's so much possibility for change in this world when we make those shifts on the inside. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Thank you.